I'm Dr. Tracy Marks, board-certified psychiatrist, and I believe mental health does not have to be a mystery. So I create educational videos on mental health issues and self-improvement. Learn more at markspsychiatry.com and visit my YouTube channel by simply searching Tracy Marks on YouTube. Now to today's topic. Do you ever feel like when you've been doing well, you've been faking your illness the whole time? That's what I'm going to talk about today. This question is based on a viewer question from Claire, and she says, When I have a stable episode, it makes me feel like a fraud. Like, what if I'm living a lie? What if I've wasted everyone's time, like my GP fighting for me to get seen? It makes me feel guilty. But deep down in my heart, I know I'm not well. I keep a journal with all my episodes and such to hand to my psych, but yeah, I don't know. Sometimes this is more painful than my low episodes. Do you think you could make this a topic? Thank you. Thank you, Claire. I love this question because it was enlightening to me. I've never had a patient tell me that they felt like a fraud or they wasted my time. But of course, why would someone tell me this? This could explain why I see so many people with bipolar disorder stop their medications when they're feeling well. They usually feel that they don't need the medication anymore, even though they've had many episodes or multiple episodes and even been in the hospital. There's not much written in the scientific literature about this imposter reaction, but it makes sense that there wouldn't be much information about it if people are too afraid to talk about it. Here's my thoughts about why I think this happens. Real imposter syndrome is when someone fails to internalize their accomplishments and their skills, and they think that they don't deserve their current position. Likewise, with bipolar disorder, there's a lack of internalization or taking ownership of the illness. And this isn't simple denial like saying to yourself, there's nothing wrong with me. It's a deeper sense of this isn't me. It's a defense mechanism that you can use to deal with the insult the illness brings to you. And like with imposter syndrome, you may feel at some level that you don't deserve this. And therefore, you're a fraud for going through the motions as if you had something really wrong with you. If you're in between episodes, you can look back on your episodes and think, how could I not get out of bed for three days? What normal person stares into space for two hours? I can't believe I did that. It's such a foreign feeling. It feels removed from who you are today. And so what's the logical conclusion? That maybe you just made that stuff up. And even if you remember trading in your six-month-old car for a new Jaguar, now you may think, hmm, was I just doing that to get attention? Because who does that? Not me. So I think in this scenario, the behavior you had when you were ill or the thoughts that you had are so foreign to you. There's a huge disconnect But when you try and match up who you believe you are and who that person was. And we call this ego dystonic. It's when your thoughts and behaviors don't match your current emotional state. Another thing that can contribute to this is depersonalization and derealization. In short, derealization happens when you feel unreal and detached from your surroundings and your environment. Your environment doesn't seem real like you're in a dream. Depersonalization is defined as feeling unreal and detached from your body's thoughts, sensations, and actions. So it's like you're observing yourself in your thoughts. 
Derealization and depersonalization can happen with bipolar disorder. You can experience it during the depressed state or the manic state, but it can linger in between episodes as well. Sometimes depersonalization can be very extreme, but perhaps it's a subtle form of depersonalization when you have this feeling that you just can't seem to shake that the past several months of symptoms that you had were not real. Think about it. It is the experience of feeling disconnected from your thoughts and behaviors. So the whole I was faking it thing can be another way of saying I can't relate to this person who was going through the motions and doing all those things, but the only way I can make sense of how I could have been that way is that I must have made it up. So that conclusion is a way to piece together the disconnect. One more factor that can contribute to this is if you become psychotic. And this is an altered state where you don't perceive things as they really are. And so when the psychosis resolves, you really can't relate or connect to those thoughts that you had. You can just think that you were playing a role or exaggerating things. What can you do about this? Well, you can keep a record of your episodes, but you want to get the pattern of your symptoms as well as the timing of your symptoms. And one good reason to do this is so that you can see an episode coming and maybe even prevent it. But another reason is to remind yourself of the scope of your illness and recognize that it's something that comes and goes so that when you're feeling good, you can see on paper what it looks like when you're not feeling so good. Now, this isn't a perfect solution. Claire, who asked the question, said she still struggles with this feeling, even though she journals her episodes. I do think, though, that it may get easier to shake this fraud feeling the longer you have the illness and the longer you live out the pattern. Another help is grounding exercises. If you think what you're experiencing has a depersonalization feel to it, you can try some grounding techniques. Grounding techniques help you manage overwhelming feelings by reorienting you to the present. And there's many ways to do this. One way is to wear a rubber band on your wrist, and it helps you pull yourself out of your head and into the present. Another approach is to do a sensory awareness exercise. It's called the 54321 exercise. You name five things that you can see in the room with you. You name four things that you can feel. And this would be real things like the leather that you're sitting on or the carpet under your feet. You name three things that you can hear right now, like fingers tapping or the tick-tock of a clock. And then you name two things that you can smell at the time. And if you can't smell anything, then name two things that you'd like to smell. And then you name one good thing about yourself. I hope this was helpful for you. Share this and spread the knowledge. Take care. See you next time. Thanks for listening. If you have any feedback, questions, or would like to submit ideas for shows, Check out our website at Arslonga Media, and that's A R S L O N G A dot media, or send an email to info at Arslonga dot media. This podcast is for educational purposes only and not intended for medical advice. Arslonga Vita Brevis.